Okay, everybody, welcome to Savare. This is my second podcast with one of my good buddies, Vince Dinkel. Um, I know Vince through college. He's from Wisconsin, and he ended up going to Bemidji State with me his freshman year, my sophomore year. And we lived in a house together, and we've had some good times. And uh, I saw something on Facebook about him riding this bike through some crazy storm, getting first place. So I thought it would be a great idea to bring him on here and just pick his brain a little bit about his physical exercise and training and what it takes for him to get his mind there and his body there. Um, so basically, uh, Vince, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and where you're from and things that we should know about you. Take the floor. All right. Well, uh, yeah, my name is Vince Dinkle. Um, I have a full-time job. I work uh, in information security. Uh, for an insurance company and I also spend a lot of time riding my bike um yeah so this last weekend I I raced in uh it was a 140 mile gravel grinder if you will and uh took first place uh it, the, the race started at 7 a.m and it was 30 degrees in the morning uh about two inches of snow Jeez. and uh yeah it was it was brutal we showed up like one minute late to the start line and uh, had to had to weave our way through like 200 people to get to the front <laughs> of the race. Yeah, to get before the we reached. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was dark and snowing, and we had a police escort, so it was a really cool race. It was wow. the it was the Iron Bull Red Granite Grinder. If anyone's okay. interested, where's where's that at? It was right in Wausau. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. So Vince is from the outskirts of Wausau, and so this is what I got to know, because we both played football and we played football together for some part of our careers and we both played receiver and that is an all out sprint all the time. There's no pace in yourself and it's basically you got to be the bigger man or the bigger dog and it's basically fueled off adrenaline. So I ran a marathon with a sprinter's mentality and I did awful. <laughs> I like... I over I overtrained and I burnt out at 19 miles and had bad cramps and I just I didn't train for a marathon like a marathon runner should have I trained for like a football player which is stupid and I want to know how you made that transition from being a sprinter in football for you know basically your whole life to a to a biker to a longer race 140 miles well baby steps for sure um, I didn't start doing, doing marathons and, uh, oh, props to you for making it 19 miles too. I've, I've never <laughs> ran that far. Uh-huh. Um, and, but yeah, it's, so I started off, um, I was just super competitive, you know, and, and when I was done playing football, there was kind of a piece of me that was just not, not there anymore. And I tried to just, you know, lift weights and stay fit just for the sake of being athletic and, it wasn't cutting it, so I needed something to motivate me and and uh, you know um, keep me keep me training and keep me healthy. And uh, I got kind of carried away with it and <laughs> found found a lot of success. And then um, you know, especially with with COVID this year, all the races are getting canceled. So the motivation uh, has got to come from somewhere. And so kind of do these crazy crazy events crazy long distance events to, to try and uh, push ourselves and also, um, you know, entertain our, our free, the amount of free time that we have this year. 
Right, exactly. So that is the nice thing about COVID, if there's a silver lining, it's a little bit more free time and, you know, for some people working from home. Um, but yeah, I think it is, I had that same feeling when I was done with football and I, I was in college a little longer than you were. I was in college for like 19 years. So, and then <laughs> I coached football a little bit, but even coaching football wasn't, wasn't the same as playing and there was a huge void there and it's hard to describe uh you know that the kind of emptiness especially when you're competitive because I know you're hyper competitive and so when you said that I was like yeah I kind of knew why you did the races but um to hear you say that it's kind of like yeah that's that's what I figured and uh it's just for me the thing I miss about football the most is the camaraderie I miss the, the bros I miss you know having that locker room and uh, that person to your left or right knowing that that dude's got your back and stuff like that is there any because you said a team when you mentioned that race is there any team aspect to what you do um well I through the sport I've, I've been able to make some friends and so there's uh, a couple of guys locally that I that I ride with but uh I'm glad you brought that up because that is another thing about uh, this sport that you kind of have to make an adjustment to is you don't have that team aspect to rely on. You don't have those guys um, that'll get mad at you if you miss weights in the morning or, um, you know, you gotta, the motivation has to come from within and, you know, your, your pure drive to compete rather than uh, your, your role on the team, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's uh, something I was listening to a different podcast with Aaron Rodgers on that McAfee show. And he asked, or no, AJ Hawk asked Aaron Rodgers, like, hey, what is it that makes you elite different than the rest? And he said it was uh, self-motivation. He said, uh, can't remember the exact quote, but self-motivation, I think he said motivation comes from the outside. Motivation can happen from like a good speech and stuff like that. But like uh, self-ambition comes from within. And so... For me, that's always something that I've asked myself, and I think it's changed over time for me. Uh, what is it that makes me get up and tick? Like, what is, I've heard, I don't know if you ever heard this before, but like, what's your why? Um, uh, what is that for you? Like, what is it that makes you get up other than being competitive? Like, what makes you competitive? What makes you want to win? What makes you ride your bike through two inches of snow? You know, that's, uh, that's a good question. I just, I've always, I've always, you know, relied on my, on my body and I've been involved in sports my whole life. And, um, you know, because I, because I spend so much time dedicating it to it, I also have a a mental, um, dedication to it. I I learn about physiology and, you know, uh, for somebody who's been a lifelong athlete, you know, and they've been training for their entire life. So, um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've got, I've got a bit of an advantage there, but, um, uh, yeah, as far as my why, I, I just, it's, I, I've, I've used my body my whole life and I've, I don't, I, I intend to use every ounce I can get out of it. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I strive to be as, as good as I can in all aspects of my life. You know, I, I take the same, uh, training approach uh improving every day to you know my work and uh relationships and and things like that um but it's definitely most outwardly projected in my life through sport right yeah and that's one thing that i've always uh 
I, th I think it's a misconception, but I've, I think we've all kind of been there because there is that alpha male mentality, you know, as a competitor, like if you're ultra competitive, that kind of means you're a jerk or that means that you're insensitive to certain things. But one of the things that I think about when I think of you, I think this guy is ultra competitive, but he's also one of the nicest guys I know on and off the field. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything to say to that? Because I think there was this, like, I don't know if it came from like Hollywood in the nineties, but like this jock mentality where like you're a bully and you wear that letterman's jacket, you know, if you play football or anything, but I think it's the opposite from what I see. Obviously you have those guys. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I, it's, it's an ego thing. And, and, you know, the perception of the male ego is, I'd like to think it's changing. And I, I think, you know, more people are conscious of the, the perception of the stereotypical male ego. And um, so, yeah, I, I think um, you can take pride in, in your performance, but also um, when uh, you can also rest assured that when, when you're let down, um, it's because somebody else um, stepped up to the occasion um, and beat you because they deserve and they worked hard for that. So, um, so yeah, yeah. Um, a loss is just another chance to, to regroup and figure things out. Um, and it's not, it's not the end all be all. And it's not something to get wrapped up in emotionally either. Yeah, I agree. And that's, I've been there and I'm sure you've kind of learned that process as well, because I think every person that grows up um, good at sports or good at something that wanting to be good at something finds their identity in their performance. And that's something that I talk about on my website a lot is, I, I was lost when I didn't have football. And I kind of hear you say that too, a little bit like, oh, I didn't have football. So what do I do now? And you're training and doing all these great things running. And I'm training too now. Like, uh, I don't know why I started doing this, but I started like, just like uh, two days ago, I jumped in the lake, went for a swim and just tried to stay in the lake as long as I possibly could. And then I rode my bike back home. And I mean, I changed clothes and stuff. I wasn't trying to die, but I was definitely trying to push my limits and I guess basically what I'm saying is there was a point in my life where I was training for the wrong reasons and then there was a point in my life now that I'm training for the right reasons and I think a lot of what it was for the wrong reasons was my ego like I had a hard time uh losing because if I lost that meant that I wasn't uh, worthy or something like that do you ever feel that at all or how do you keep your ego in check um well <laughs> you know, it's, it's tough. Uh, you really can't compare yourself to other people because not everyone's on the same trajectory as you. Um, so you try and compare yourself to you. And that's a, a, a thing with endurance sports is you can, you know, track your, your progress over time. And it's, it's very, you know, measurable. Whereas, you know, maybe in your job, it's not as measurable. Um, but, uh, but yeah yeah man I get that like being able to measure uh, how you're doing compared to yourself I think is the most important thing I mean it may sound cliche but you are competing against yourself and that's really all there is to it um, for me yeah. I think uh, without even knowing it I was comparing myself to other people like I don't know <laughs> you know you play to win the game yeah. right <laughs> but right. but at the end of the day you really are competing against yourself and in a team sport with others and that's that's the thing that I enjoy the most about the team sport is a lot of different dudes just getting together 
getting on the same page. And that's, that's hard to do, I think. Yeah. And that, that, I mean, that's, that's the one thing I miss about football is that, that team aspect, everybody, you know, everybody working towards one common goal that, um, you know, that's, you can't get that in the real life really. Right. Uh, unless you're a team sport like that. Right. And that's, and that's kind of something that I've been trying to aim towards is how, how could I, or we um, figure out a way where you can still like, get that camaraderie that team aspect in in the real world like in corporate so you think about it corporate or your job wherever you are it's it's supposed to be you know the principles of it are supposed to be a team sport obviously you're not laying it all out on the line like you did football but I think there, there has to be some aspect in life after college football where people can still like me and you get that same uh sense of feeling and uh I think a lot of it is training, you know, putting ourselves in competitive races. But I think there's, I don't know, maybe there's an opportunity there for us to discover something. I don't know. What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. Um, I, I've used this in, uh, in my job interviews in the past, so feel free to steal it, is that, um, you know, when we would used to do one-on-ones, um, the wide receiver would try as hard as they could to make the defensive back look, look silly and mm-hmm defensive back would try and make us look silly mm-hmm. and you know I tell I tell people that ask me how do you work in a team environment in a job interview I tell them you know it's it's just like that it's I'm working my best and then when I can show what I can do uh, that should spark somebody else to show what they can do try and top it and um, you know by them succeeding that should make you you know yeah uh, strive to you know improve yourself even further so right to step up kind and of that's, friendly punches back and forth yeah right right that that competitive nature and in that same process you're also making yourself better right when you're going against someone else that is really competing against yourself and uh yeah the thing about competition it is it is really great the thing there's there's to competition like what you just said like what you're doing is there's two answers okay people can either rise to the occasion and try to, you know, uh, work with you or work, you know, try to be better than you or same pace as you, or they, are they kind of scale back? Um, they try to kind of shy away from competition for quite a few reasons. Um, one reason is some people just aren't, I would say, I mean, the, the easiest way to describe it, some people just aren't as competitive. And the reason for that is because, you know, nobody wants to lose. So when someone, like for me, when I see people play Madden, I don't want to play Madden, even though I'm super competitive because I don't want to lose. And I know I'm going to lose <laughs> because I don't play Madden like these guys play Madden. So there is, you know, when you, and that's something that I've learned is through football and coaching and, and some of my career choices. It's like when some people don't want to compete, it's not necessarily that they don't want to compete. It's because they don't want to lose. So you have to encourage those types of people to, understand the process of what you're trying to do and then usually they'll come alongside you and, and be on board about it yep and and like i said before everybody starts at different points and everybody uh is on a different trajectory um so if you can find something that uh, that you love to do um and maybe you have some type of an advantage in and uh can influence that trajectory at all um 
you know, that's, that's a hobby. That's a successful hobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, and that's a really good that, point to, yeah. to help the person with their trajectory. I think that, that is something that's probably doesn't um, be said enough or gets done enough, especially in the workplace. Cause in the workplace, like you said, we kind of miss that camaraderie. I think it's because everyone's mostly focused on their job and then it's their job to get their job done. Right. And there's a little bit of that in football, but as long as the person's working hard, I'll, or is at least willing to learn, like, absolutely. You can do a lot with that. As long as someone's willing to learn, you can absolutely help them with the trajectory as I would hope someone would help me, you know, along the process. Cause we all need help to some degree. I mean, to think otherwise would be completely stupid. <laughs> but let me ask you this. Um, and I kind of asked this question. I've noticed I've asked this question in the last podcast, but what do you do, man, when it sucks? Because you obviously put yourselves in some sucky races. <laughs> so what do you tell yeah. yourself? What do you think? Well, I, 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 I come with the mindset, like I have prepared for this. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not taking on anything that I don't think I'm capable of completing. Um, so at the start of it, I'm, I'm confident that I know I can complete it. Now, halfway through, there's always a point that it's like, I was wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, you know, even though you feel like you're not, you can't go on. Uh, I mean, you, you can, you're just, you, you might need to dial back the effort. You might need to make some adjustments. You might need to make some changes, but, but you can. Mm-hmm. Um and even if you got to stop and walk or stop and rest or, um, you know, uh, right. whatever you need to do, just do what you need to do, but don't stop. And, right. and that's kind of, I don't know. And maybe, maybe that's just me and my mentality, but uh, that's just, that's, that's how I, that's how I kind of envision it. It's I got myself into this and there's no getting out until the end. Right. Until you're out. Yeah. I, uh, agree with that 100% because I think what it is is all the race day is is the result of proper training that's all it really is and we've learned that from football right you put in your work during the spring you're going to see it in the fall and I think the thing you know and you can't all you don't know what's going to happen on Saturday or you know high school Friday professional Sunday. you don't know what's going to happen you have a decent idea about what's going to happen 65% of the time but the rest of the time it's you have no clue um but i think part of the reason um and i'm sure you train like this too but you put i've put myself in worse situations in training than i do on race day or whatever whatever performance i have that day because if i've been through something worse in my training then it makes me feel all the more confident on the performance day you know but for you you weren't expecting two inches of snow in October and being late and all that stuff. So you handled adversity really well. But what that tells me is you've handled adversity prior to the race day well in your training. So. Yep. Yep. There's, there's not an obstacle that I haven't, you know, encountered. Um, you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't able to train for the snow in September, but I did put through some, some cold days in, in April. So, right. so I've, I've, I kind of knew there was some, some new things that I was faced with, but, but I, I knew how I was going to attack those new things. So I came with a plan and like I said, I was confident and, and I think that's the key to, to success in most things, whether it's 
given a speech or, or um, you know, approaching somebody is just, you know, you can't control everything, but you can control what you can control and you know what you're doing. So go ahead and do it. Right. Relax and enjoy the, the event, really, because yeah. all the hard work's been done. And that's something I've been learning new is the guitar, which has been difficult for me because I never uh, learned an instrument growing up. But what I do is when I'm in my room practicing by myself, I visualize myself practicing in front of a bunch of people. Um, and now I've never performed in front of anyone, but I know if I, let's just say I did perform in front of 5,000, I would pretend that I was performing in front of one person. And I just think that that mindset really helps a lot. And, but there is this point, like with what I'm training, with my training right now, um, so I'm, I'm planning on running a marathon and everything goes well, um, but you know, you never, you don't know with COVID, so I'm not going to pay $200 to not do anything. Um, but right now I've been scaling back a lot more because I'm usually overzealous and I, and I usually burn out because I still have that sprinters mentality a lot. So I'll, I'll run pretty hard. I mean, I always run hard, but now like after two miles, I'll have to stop because I'm like, okay, I'll run eight miles a different day, but I have to stop here. <laughs> I can't run like 15 miles or eight miles, you know, every time I run and I'm starting to learn right. that, that I'm building up instead of, you know, trying to run 26 miles today. Uh, I'm sure you can speak to that because you told me about how it's funny or it's small steps leading to your training. Yeah, well, if, if you're looking for advice, I'd, I'd say, you know, make, make dedicated easy days and de dedicated hard days. Um, space it out so where you're not ever overstriding yourself, but to where the point that you can consistently day in and day out show up and do the work that you're that's required of you. Um, never do too much that it puts you out, but never do too little that you're not, that it's a wasted session. Um, and especially when you're starting out, um, you know, to prevent injuries, you know, like body weight, strength stuff. And, and there's so many, so many more things to, to look into rather than just uh, pounding the pavement too. Right. Um, and and that counts as training time too. And that counts as hours. So, um, I like, see, know. I need, I did, I need, I needed to hear that because I'm the type of guy that's like, Oh, you didn't do enough today. And you know, if you didn't pound the pavement 110%, um, but I'm starting to realize I'm trying, I'm starting to change my mindset. And basically I think it's this, you know, you have your easy days, like you say, or easy days. Um, and then you have your hard days, as long as you can look in the mirror, on those days and be like, did I give it a hundred percent with what I scheduled with what I said I was going to do? And as long as you say yes, then it wasn't a waste of day at all. It doesn't matter if you ran one mile or 10 miles that day, right? Because it's all a process and the result, right? Is what we want. So it would be stupid of me to try to run a marathon, right? Um, before the marathon, you know, which is kind of what I was yep. doing the last time. And it was all ego. So, is there anything that you have to, the ego comes in many forms. So what is, what is something that you do to keep your ego in check? Uh, well, a lot of times um, when you're, when you're running, you can, you can track your, your pace and your heart rate. Um, uh, and it's, it's hard to get carried away with your ego when you're, when you're tracking those things. So a lot of times you just got to kind of go by feel and say, uh, well, how do I feel today? Well, I don't, 
feel like running very far or very hard. So then you kind of just jog and have fun with it and, you know, find something, uh, find something to enjoy about, you know, uh, what you don't really want to do. Um, yeah. And, and, and go from there. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that, that makes total sense because like I said, I'm the type of, I, you know, I'm working my way out of it. I was the type of person where it'd be like, okay, you no excuses, right? <laughs> no pain, no gain. And, uh, you know, put an extra 50 pounds on the bar, even though you couldn't even get the last set. <laughs> but, you know, that type of just barbaric thinking. But, you know, what I'm hearing from you is there's a lot more flow and a lot more uh, science to the training than there is really, uh, a, you know, just a grip it and rip it attitude, which is kind of why I was successful in football. But a lot of times I found myself in, in trouble because I'd be hurt from, you know, poor training and just poor attitude about uh, the way I train. Yep. So, so with football, there's those hard spikes of effort and then a lot of time to recover. So what are our lifting sessions like? We, we lift hard, then we recover. And then maybe the next day we take it easy. Um, and then when the season rolls around, we're practicing every day. So we're not lifting as much. Um, so just kind of using that periodization. Um, but when you look at it from an endurance sport perspective, you're, 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 you're accumulating time at a given effort. And the more, the more days you can kind of stack on top and build on top of each other, that's, that's building endurance. Um, and you still got to rest and recover and take easy, easy weeks and, and that, but yeah, different yeah. sports. And it's been fun to, it's been fun to learn and, and, um, Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's the thing that I, you know, I never thought I'd run a marathon, but I'm, I'm glad I did because it's such, it was such an eye opener for me. Like, wow, I am so limited in my thought process <laughs> of what I can do. And then I, you know, my sister, she runs marathons and one of her goals is to run a marathon in every state, half or full. And so we, we've always kind of had this conversation back and forth, like how do you train and stuff like that. And she's been a lot better at it than me where she just, she just enjoys running and she runs, you know, short distances or long distances. And she kind of has a better pattern than I do. And she ran a much better pace in marathon time than I did. And it was, you know, I'm not gonna lie, emasculating. I didn't like there was old people passing me, <laughs> you know, like and like the whole time I all I could think of was like, man, like just catch me on a football field would be totally different. But that is such a stupid thing to think of, right? Because we're running a marathon, no 80-year-old's gonna put on the pads. Ooh, so no. yeah, so here I am just being a moron while I'm getting passed out by a bunch of old people left and right, didn't matter, old ladies. Yeah. There's yeah. some, yeah, there's some surprisingly fit people at, in their 60s and 70s. Oh, yeah, dude. And and that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, man, old people run marathons. Like, this isn't, this will be easy. You're so wrong. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, like anaerobics, football is an anaerobic sport. Anaerobic athletes reach their peak in their 20s, and aerobic athletes, endurance athletes reach their peak when they're in their 40s. Really? Yeah. I peaked hard then in my twenties. <laughs> I gotta learn how to peak endurance wise. Well, start just start building that aerobic base. Just get the miles in. 
I, I have been. I've been. I've been doing much better, much better with enjoying the process. And you know, it was different. Like so far, I've only ran one marathon, but marathons only happen every so often. You know, with football, at least you had a game every Saturday. But it's it's cool to see that it's the same principles when it comes to competitiveness but completely different muscles, right? Isn't it the different muscles, different uh, parts of your, or different, what I say, uh, heart rate, right? So you're using different parts of your muscles. Is that right? When you run a marathon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm not a physiology expert. I only kind of dabble in this. I I, I do my own training and stuff. So I I claim to know a little bit of it, but I'm not going (laughs) to sit here and explain I don't, I don't know it well enough, but oh, he's your um, man enough to admit it. Yeah, you could have sold me a total I, lie, and I would have lived my entire life based off of it. <laughs> I can, I can, I can give you a training plan and, and get you your PR marathon time. I can. Yeah, I appreciate, that. I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be hard to get a new personal best. That's for sure. Um, yeah, but the thing is, is uh, it's just. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like I said, it has been enjoyable to do something different. Um, but yeah, I, uh, so you haven't ran any marathons though, huh? Uh, no, I, I've done some, some longer, I've done a half marathon, mm. um, but uh, some longer rides and, and, and just training, but no, no marathons. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, just a lot of beating on the joints, man. How are your joints That's, since football? Uh, um, pretty good. Yeah. My neck is a little stiff every once in a while, but overall, I made it out okay. Yeah, that's and psych- all it. Low impact too. It's, it's I stay relatively injury free. Oh, nice, man. That's good for you. Yeah, I've been I've been battling that a little bit, but honestly, I feel like uh, the lower uh, intensity level running has actually really helped me with the kinks that I've had in my joints and stuff like that. Yeah, and I, I found I found you know, being a wide receiver, uh, like all the cutting and quick movements, we built up a lot of, you know, strength in those small leg muscles. So I think, I think we're better suited to be, uh, less injury prone running than, than other people. Right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so tell me a little bit more about biking. Cause that's something I've been getting into, uh, lately. Um, I feel like for me, the reason I started biking is it was a nice offset from running. I felt like it was a decent way to recover as well as to continue training uh just go in a little bit about biking since you're you're no expert but you're first in everything <laughs> well yeah about about biking my my thing about biking is just you're going uh, slow enough that you can really look around and appreciate the scenery uh, in a way that you can't really in a car mm. uh, but you're still going fast enough that you're not really bored ever yeah so it's 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 a great way to explore your area, your your town, um, you know, and you can cover a lot of cover a lot of ground in, in a relatively short period of time, more ground than you'd think. And um, yeah, so what 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 kind of bike do you have? Uh, I just use my dad's like mountain bike, and so I mean it's not like obviously it's not the greatest thing, but I think it's it's a good starter for me because I've you know I think that is the best way to just like if you enjoy biking like what you just said. Cause I was starting to feel that then yeah, I would invest more into like a, a proper bike and a, a bike that'll get you from A to C in a better way than what I'm doing, trudging around <laughs> to A to B. Yeah. And if you, I mean, 
there's tons of mountain bike trails up up in the Hayward area too. So you, you're you're in a prime spot to to pick That's it up. Not. Oh man, especially when it was fall. I mean, it's I mean we're getting like three inches of snow right now. But right before that, it was beautiful, man. There's nothing like fall up here. It's it's awesome. Yeah, the colors are are a little a little late. They're a little pack past season, but um, but yeah, it was a nice beautiful fall. Mm-hmm. So it, it was uh, some ride through too. Oh yeah, definitely. So you said uh, you do your own training, which is what I like to hear because I feel like um, you only know your body, and no one else does. I think you can get help from other people, and I know you have because you said you've done your own research. But tell. Just dive in a little bit about only you know your body. Uh, well, I mean, I, I follow some basic uh, principles of physiology. You know, you you train certain energy systems, um, and so I I, I kind of focus my training on okay, I want to improve my muscle endurance so I can uh, power up steep climbs when my cadence is low. So I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll focus on that type of training for a little while, uh, or maybe, maybe there's a, another type of thing that I need to need to focus on. Um, and then, so I can tailor my training specifically to that. So I, I kind of, I, what I do is uh, pick the events that I want to do and then assess what type of demands those events are going to, are going to take. And then I, I make sure I'm prepared to meet those demands. Mm. So and do you have like, I structure it and, and I have, I have like goals that I want to meet. Um, and I know based on, cause I train pretty much all year round. I'm taking like a two week vacation now, but I train pretty much all year round. So I know how many hours per week I can sustain. And within those hours per week, I know how much intensity that I need to, to, uh, to implement, to solicit a, a training response. So nice, yeah, there's, there's a lot that goes into it and I spend a, a good portion of, of my day thinking about it. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a reason you get first. On that. It, ain't, it ain't no uh, uh, randomness to it. That's for sure. Right. That's pretty cool, man. That's good for you. I wish, well, not that I wish, I mean, but I mean, I did. I get. I mean, I, like I said, it makes sense. There's no strange reason why you're getting first and why you why you are doing what you're doing. So that's pretty cool. So I'm definitely gonna have to get that workout that you're talking about so I can get my PR in this marathon. Um, but yeah, that's that's something pretty cool. Um, we got to wrap up here shortly because I got Zoom for free, so they only let me do 40 minutes. <laughs> I do but, too. So yeah, right. but it's it's dumb because I could just stop this recording start a new one and then i could edit it together like i never right but i'm not here to cheat the system unless i really have to we can do a part two another time yeah that is true that is true (laughs) all right uh anything you want to leave with uh saying i know i've had a good time catching up with you we have plans to meet up again but yeah man we had some good times when we were down in college that uh, bsu baby anything you want to ask me um um yeah let's 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 hear about your kind of your your future plans and and with uh salvar and and all that yeah well so my first plan is to get people to say it right right. i don't you know honestly it's a latin root word so there's probably no wrong way of saying it but it's 
I've heard people say Savare. That's what it, on the Google, you know, microphone speaker. And that's how Italians say it. Um, but yeah, I don't know, it doesn't bother me. But yeah, uh, I have no five-year plan. Well, I have a three-year plan and I have certain metrics that I wanna hit. And according to those numbers, I know what my, what my income's gonna be. I know what I have to do to advertisement-wise. Like I know what I have to budget advertisement-wise to hit those numbers. Um, but it is, it is a process, it's a slow process with the first two and a half years. And that's been a huge learning curve for me um, is basically, you know, I enjoy what I'm doing a lot more and that's great. And I have a lot more free time with my family and that's great. And those are the two things that I wanted uh, when I left my previous job. And I do, I do enjoy a challenge. I do enjoy problem solving, which I know you do as well. That's why you're, uh, you have your career that you have. And so for me, it's basically just being humble enough to admit that I don't know what I'm doing and then be willing to learn what it is that I need to learn to hit those, you know, those metrics. Like I don't know anything about advertising. I don't know anything about, uh, you know, budgeting, you know, one year from now, um, but I'm learning. So I enjoy that. I, I enjoy the sense of adventure and I have a suspicious sneaky feeling that that's why you do what you do as well it's because you yeah you want the sense of adventure because sometimes corporate doesn't give you that um i don't know what do you, can you relate to that at all uh yeah i mean as you're you're in the infancy infancy stages of of growing your business um and i mean that's just like when i started off you know with with endurance sports you know you 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 should focus a little bit of time, focus as much time as you can, a little bit at first. Uh, you'll learn exactly what you need to learn, uh, and you can focus some more time. Uh, you'll pick up on better habits. You'll figure out better ways to do things, and five years down the road, you'll be first place. So Yeah, that, and that is true, and that's bringing back the how I'm learning to play the guitar. It's like at first... I couldn't learn anything when I'm playing the guitar. Like I could only learn like a few chords, a few strings, and that took time. But you kind of get past a certain point and it gets easier to learn. Um, and I'm starting to learn that with the business. Like, okay, it's not that overwhelming. And now I'm starting to pick up on things easier. And I think it's just all part of the process, you know, and putting yourself Ask for feelings. Yep, the more, yeah. the more you communicate to it, the more, you, the more it becomes clear. Exactly. So you just hit the nail on the head right there. Um, infinite wisdom, my man. Thank you for putting that clear. Uh, so yeah, got to wrap this up or else we're going to have this weird, you know, re-up Zoom meeting. <laughs> but I love right. you, brother. It's good talking to you, man. We'll, uh, we'll see you uh, we'll uh, during hunting season if it all works out, my man. Yeah, for sure. I right. love, love you. Have a good one. All right, peace, brother.